Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, we're going to be taking a couple of questions today, some good news and some bad news kind of categories. From Janelle, who's going to ask me the question, how do I get rid of a bad partner? Asked all the time, listen in. And then, of course, we have Lisa, an Army vet. Before she's even retired, she's starting a new business with all her ducks in a row. I'm going to let her know if she's got the right ducks. Hi, Barbara Corkman. I have a small personal training studio and have gone into business with a partner. So we both work there. And I just find that we don't have the same core values, thought process on business or how a business should be run. And I believe we're at the point that we just need to separate the business. So I wanted to ask you, what is the best way to get out of a partnership? We are an LLC, so I know there need to be some legal changes, but I'm not sure how we would go about it and hopefully leaving things on the up and up as well. Anyways, I hope that makes sense. If you can get back with me and answer that, I'd love to hear your opinion. Thanks so much. So uh, this is a great question because I'd say probably at least a third of the businesses I invest in on Shark Tank are partnerships, and I love them. I always feel like they had two for the price of one. But that being said, the great majority of them don't work out within a year. Right. So I don't think the uh, track record for partnerships is necessarily very good overall in business. Uh However, I'm a full believer in them. And let me tell you why, because most businesses that are partnerships would not have started without the help of each other, whether it be whatever each party brings to the table. It's like a romance. It's like, oh God, I love your eyes. Oh, I love your hair. (laughs) I love your cheeks. I love your smile. And everybody's agreeing. Okay. And then you get married and do the housework and people are fighting. I did the dishes last night, you know, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Similar kind of thing. However, the fact remains that the beauty to a partnership, which is good to hold in your mind's eye, is that without the partner, the business likely would not have gotten started when it did. Okay. So it worked for a moment and the purpose of the partnership was to take off. That doesn't mean that you have to fly together forever. Okay. Uh So now we're at the reality stage of, I don't really like your smile. (laughs) (laughs) Let me answer the technical questions first. You have an LLC, I think you said. Yes, it is an LLC. So you both have to vote to dissolve it, period. Is she a 50-50 partnership with you? Yes, we are equal partners. Okay, Mm -hmm. so she has to vote also to dissolve your LLC, which would be ending the partnership. Is she on the same page with you? Do you think she wants to end it as well? No, I have briefly discussed this when we've had issues in the past and and kind of brought it to the fore and said, you know, I don't think this is working. It was actually closer to the beginning of the tax year. And I suggested, and that was around our year anniversary. And I said, I feel like it would be a better situation to end this now. And she said, you know, she felt like it was her baby too, and not quite ready to take that. Chanel, was she adamantly opposed to that or was like, no, I don't think I'm ready yet. What was her attitude? 
I think she felt like I was trying to pull one over on her, that now some of the work had been done mm-hmm. and that the business is up and running. I think she felt like she does more of the work. And this is, again, where our feelings differ on the matter, that I think I could do this on my own. I know I can do this on my own. And she's not really adding value Mm. to the partnership. She's a great worker. And Mm -hmm. I would call her very um, nose down, just work hard, kind of a grunt worker. And I am the business savvy aspect of it. And so I can find other people to do what she's doing. Mm. Where does she get her satisfaction from? Is it from the idea that she tells her family and friends, hey, I own a business or that's my shop? Or is it that she takes pride in her creative work or sales work? What floats her boat? I think working as much as possible, just crushing it 50 or more training hours a week. She's a trainer, you mean? Yeah, a Mm -hmm. personal trainer, as am I. Mm. And so that's the aspect of this that is different for me as I understand stepping back from the hands-on training aspect of it is going to push this business further, Mm -hmm. whereas the only thing she sees as success is how many hours she's working. I tend to pull back and I'm bringing on new trainers and I'm giving up my clients to the new trainers to build them up and Mm -hmm. see them work because I know I can do this with other people instead of just myself. And one other financial question as it exists now, when she's doing her 50 hours of training a week, let's say it's $100 an hour or whatever, $50 an hour, does that go into the company LLC pot? that you divide along with the other trainer income that comes in? Or does she get all that money herself and then whatever the LLC gets in the end as profit, you guys share? How does that work? Right. This could have been a misstep, but since we realized that we were going to be putting forth a lot of time and effort in the business, we decided to give ourselves a cap. We pay the business a certain amount every week up until we reach this cap number. She always hits her cap. Sometimes I do. If I don't, I'm very close. Is the cap half of the 50 hours, would you say? or No, the cap is like a percentage, a 30%. I see. So say if, if she makes $1,000 in a week, 30% of that or $300 mm-hmm. is going to come to the studio, but mm. no more. So if she actually makes $1,500, she's taking home 1200 It's a little complicated, but I have some suggestions, okay? But bear it in mind the whole time that uh, you both got something great out of this. You launched a business because of each other. And that's the spirit with which I think you end partnerships in the light of how you started them, okay? And the idea that you're moving to end it quickly now that you know it's not going to work and you're 100% sure it would not make a happy partnership for you? Yes, I'm I'm positive. It's time. <laughs> okay, so it's not just a bad week. Uh, one more mm-hmm. technical question. I'm sorry for so many, but I want to give you good advice, solid <laughs> advice. You could move on. The lease agreement in your husband's space, is that in the LLC's name or your personal name or is there no lease? The original was a year lease and then we just continued it on a month by month basis. He didn't have us sign another lease. Also, he's on the same page as myself as thinking, you know, this might not work. Yeah. I plan to stay here and continue the business in the same as do keeping my clients. And basically I'll be asking or I'm wanting her to go somewhere else. Okay. Could you tolerate a situation if the money worked out, if she was no longer a partner, uh, assuming she was happy with it, where she is one of your personal trainers working there? I could, but I think she'd rather die 
than do that. Okay. I think it's a pride thing, which is also where this issue comes from, is she takes, again, pride in saying, well, I'm here all the time and you're only here X, Y, Z hours, but I'm also doing other things behind the scenes that take time. Okay, of course. So, you could argue that from now until the cows come in, as they uh-huh. say, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. This last quarter, I had her do the taxes. And I mean, it was just not a disaster, but I think that was her first taste, which then, of course, I had to look back over to make sure they were done right. And mm. I think that was her first taste of, oh, this is more work than I thought, getting all the paperwork together and making sure it was itemized and and things like that. So let me hear your idea, Janelle, on how you're going to end this partnership. Obviously, you've given this some thought. I also train um, some lawyers, so bouncing some ideas off them and confidence and not giving too much details about our private partnership as well. It is my thought that, similar to what you explained earlier, kind of like a divorce, we would make it happen. We might have to get all of our equipment appraised and see what the pricing is. And essentially, I would come to her with a proposal of saying either you can take half of the equipment because that's how we bought into it as well, half and half. So you take half the equipment. I take half the equipment. How much is that worth, the equipment? 100000 10000 Oh, no. Originally, we both paid about 15000 of our own money for the equipment. Okay. Alternatively, I also paid cash for mine and she's paying payments on hers. Okay. And one other question I have is what is the revenue brought in by the trainers to the business to date? The percentage? No, no, not that. Like, do you have $100,000 to the LLC or $10,000? Oh, like yeah. less than 10000 See, our plan in the long run was for the business to slowly build money and make money on this pot. Essentially, we're still working our subcontractor jobs, working for ourselves, mm. and then putting into this pot every month. Yeah, and then at it. some point, once that pot gets high enough, that's when we would take our percentage that her and I agree on out of that pot. Okay, let's call your partner Susan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Janelle and Susan in partnership for about a year. It started out well. You're both working as personal trainers, so you're using your hours to do revenue-generating activities, both of you. She's doing a lot more of that than you are, but you're doing a lot more of whatever else the business needs, and you're waning down on that, and she's building up, right? Or at least maintaining. Okay. Mm -hmm. You came into the financial situation in a much better position than she did. You were able to pay $15,000 for equipment. She had to fund her equipment, so I'm going to assume she doesn't have a lot of cash in her bank account. Right. You came into the partnership with a husband who was able to buy a building and put your new business in the building, right? Mm -hmm. Initially, that lease was in the LLC, but then you got it out of the LLC and your husband was smart enough to put it on month to month. So there's no obligation to keep your existing business in that space. Mm -hmm. Okay. The biggest danger to ending the business is she's going to feel bullied because you have so much more on your side than she has on hers. Number one. Right. You got to ace in the hole your husband. He represents the space. You've got more cash than she does. You have better wherewithal for building the business, yet her attitude's going to be, I've been working just as hard as you or maybe harder, 50 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. You've got pride as the second issue. So she's going to feel bullied and prideful. You can guarantee that. How do you approach her? Like a friend you genuinely care about, which is going to be hard for you to do because I feel a little bit of edge in you. Already spoke to some attorneys, so you're even lining those guys up for free advice, okay? You're not a sweetie pie. You're a son of a gun, and I wouldn't want to be on the other side of you. 
how do you use your gift of being a good business mind uh, to leave her whole, to make mm-hmm. her feel okay about gracefully leaving and not make her feel like a loser? That's the million-dollar right. question, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got her ego to handle, and you've got a financial situation to handle, okay? I would suggest you sit down with her and say, I'd like to end this partnership, but I don't want to hurt you in ending it, but it must end. Without you, I could have never built this business. Without your 50 hours a week and your dogged determination and your following of people, initially, the minute we opened that door, I could have never had that replaced by anyone but you. You were instrumental in starting and birthing the business and you're instrumental in getting it up. And I suppose you probably want to continue doing what you're doing. You probably want to have a business of your own, but we can't do it in unison as a partnership anymore because it's not working for me. I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. Why? It's like when you fire somebody, you don't go through all the reasons you hate them. It's like a bad (laughs) divorce. It just goes on and on and on, okay? Just like, not that you're the wrong partner. I adore you for everything you've done. I couldn't have done it without you, but I really want to be on my own. I'm going to move my business into this space because my husband said I could, or better than that, I would say, I am likely going to move my business into this space. It softens the bulliness of the husband, right? (laughs) If I could convince Joe to let me stay here, I'd like to leave my business in this space, okay? But I want to give you enough leeway so that you could establish your own business somewhere else. If you'd even consider the possibility of staying here as a trainer, I would love it. You say that if you're absolutely sure she would not. Right. Because uh-huh, it creates uh-huh. goodwill. Okay. Right. But I right. imagine you want to start a business somewhere else. Okay. I've come up with a list of our assets, which are $30,000 in equipment. Okay. I haven't depreciated it by 10%, 20% a year, or whatever, because I'm going to assume it's new. Your share of that is that. I could let you take that equipment and even take over your loan on that. $10,000 is nothing to get rid of a bad partner. Right. Right. If you want to sell me your equipment for full value, I'll buy it. But I'd like to have an end date. Don't offer any money or anything and see what she says. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. I believe she's entitled to a percentage of earnings, even though your business is only one year old. So you have $10,000 in earnings. Maybe you want to include in that. We have $10,000 a year in earnings so far to the LLC. I'm going to give you $10,000 to cover you for next year as though you were still here to give you a head start. I think the pitch here is let us work together to make sure that you're whole. I'll buy your equipment. I'll give you the earnings, and if I can help you find a space, let me help. But I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative. That's a nice guy approach to ending a partnership. But remember, she's got to sign off on closing that. That doesn't stop you from opening a new LLC and starting again, right? I want to give you one fallback, if I could, in case that Mm -hmm. goes awry, on valuations. I had one partner uh, similar to you when I was in business, acquired a company, thought she was phenomenal until— I got closer to the woman and I realized I had to end it. I remember saying to her, and it was a risk, but it worked out like a dream because I knew I had more assets. I knew I was more capable, I thought at Mm -hmm. the time. Who knows? Maybe she felt the opposite. But I said, you name a number, that's a fair price because we couldn't agree on a number. We'll flip a coin. You pick heads or tails. If you get your side, you buy me out for that number. If I Mm -hmm. get my side tails, I'll buy you out, but let's agree on a number. The number came down at the time. It was a sizable business from about $700,000 to about $100,000. She did not want to pay me $700,000. Right. (laughs) We flipped the coin. She got the winning. What do you think happened? She didn't want the business anyway. I got the business. Go figure, right? Uh But the coin thing screams 
fairness if you must do that. But this is right. little numbers here. You're talking about valuing the business at 10,000, maybe even 30,000 would be my guess. If I was valuing your business based on nothing but gut, I'd say it's worth $30,000 maybe, maybe even 50, mm -hmm. five times earnings. Mm -hmm. But only if you're leading it, not if she's leading it. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one more question, if you don't mind. When one dissolves, speaking with one of my attorneys that I train, he mentioned basically it's like a divorce. If, if you, one of you wants out, you can still make it happen. So say if there is no agreeing and it gets to the point of arbitration or something along those lines, I just don't want to get into a gritty battle with this because it's a small town. You don't want a gritty battle, A, because it's a small town, rumors, okay? More importantly, how you feel about yourself and you want to end it fast. You know what you need? An arbitration. Just say to her, why don't we go to an arbitrator? Okay. We're too close to each other to see this fairly. Let's go to an arbitrator. She says, no, I want my own attorney. Don't even mention the word attorney. Okay? Let's okay. let's find an arbitrator. <laughs> Ideally, a woman goes smoother. I hate to say that, but it's true. Because a man brings with him, by implication, a certain amount of power. You mm -hmm. want to feel an equal footing, right, with a female arbitrating between you. Yeah. But I would suggest the number first. I've sized it up. This is the number. Yeah. Uh, do mm -hmm. not bully this girl, Janelle. You won't feel good about yourself, and you're in a great spot to be a bully. Mm -hmm. Don't do right. it. Right. And yeah. I don't want to be. That's no. not my MO at all. Okay. Be thankful. That's the right approach. I do agree. I like that. And I try to be kind, but I had not thought of that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Thankful is more time. than kind. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much. And I just have to tell you, my in-laws, we watch Shark Tank all the time. We love you so much. Thank you so <laughs> You're much. You're amazing. I appreciate you watching every day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. My friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm active duty military for the past 16 years. And as I get ready to retire, I'm creating a startup mobile app and website utilizing an Airbnb model, trying to get some guidance on what you would do for this type of startup. How do I protect my idea? And now that I have a business plan and a evaluation, where do I go from there in finding seed investors? Thank you. I would love to have your mentorship and feedback. First off, Lisa, thank you so much for your service. It's so great to hear that someone's had a good career and you're about to retire. You sound like you're about 25. I'm actually wondering here, why didn't I go into the military? I'd be retired long, long, long ago. But that you're getting right up and starting a new mobile app before you even are retired is phenomenal that you're not going to let any grass grow under your feet. So to your questions, okay, which are the same questions that anyone who's starting a business who needs financing are always asking. What do you do for this kind of startup? Number one, how do I protect my idea? And now that you have a business plan and valuation you claim, where do you go for funding the seed investors? Okay. Uh, number one, so far as protecting your idea, take that off your plate. I don't think you have to even worry about protecting your idea and spending any money on legal expenses until you actually find out if anybody's willing to buy it. I think far more important than going out and seeing who will actually lend you money for the business is for you to do your research to find out if it were up and running, who is that audience and are they willing to pay? You need to have some validation from the street 
to see if you have a good idea. And that has to happen long before you go to the investors, okay? So the first step is not protecting your idea. That comes later. The second step is not going to investors. That's going to come a lot later. The first step is the most important step. Take your idea to who you think your would-be buyers would be, not investors, but who would actually use this service. And don't ask if they'll buy it, but ask for their feedback. People are very comfortable giving feedback. And why I say feedback instead is you want to find out what's wrong with it before you go out and pitch the investors. And then you could revamp it a bit and make it good. And you then want to say, not would you pay blank, but what would you pay for the service if it offered these things and see what they say to you? Once you have that, you have to rewrite your business plan because you actually have street knowledge, which is what you need if you're going to have any credibility when you're before those investors. Rewrite your business plan and then go in and pitch it. So far as what's it worth, I would even soft pedal that before I went in and pitched a bunch of investors. I would say instead to investors, what do you think it's worth? Not what your valuation is, because I can tell you after 12 years on Shark Tank, everybody talks about the right valuation. I can tell you from sitting in that chair, there's no such a thing. Valuation is entirely subjective. It depends entirely upon how much one guy is going to take out of his wallet or one girl is going to take out of a purse and plunk down on your business for how much shares. And if you could do it without investors, even better. So you have a lot of legwork to do, but not necessarily the list you gave me in your call-in. Get the rest of the stuff done and then go on to your secondary list. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Audiation.